Good evening, all you Rebels and Miscreants, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 14 of Demented and Unusual. Today we are doing Andrew Philip Cunanan, a.k.a. the Versace Killer or the Versace Murderer. Date of birth, August 31st, 1969, and a measly little kill count of five. Rookie numbers, bro. Yes. Well, six if you count himself. True. Ha. Which I don't count himself because, you know, he's a chump. So Andrew Cunanan was born in National City, California. He was the youngest of four. His elder siblings were Christopher, Elena, and Regina. His father was a Filipino-American named Modesto Pete Cunanan. And his mother was an Italian-American named Mary Ann Scalacci. I like that name. Modesto was serving in the U.S. Navy in the Vietnam War when Andrew was born. Once he left the Navy, he worked as a stockbroker. Growing up, his parents told him that he was more special and more deserving than others, and that someday he would be rich and famous. Because who doesn't tell their kid that? Right. They were submissive to his needs, got him a sports car... And even let him have the master bedroom in their house. Dude, he had his own bathroom, too. Like, what do the other kids think? Like, fuck. (sighs) I would beat him up every day. (laughs) Especially because he looked like a little twerp. Yeah. His mother suffered from chronic depression due to the verbal abuse that his father bestowed upon her. And, you know, as a result, their marriage kind of deteriorated. I never really saw that they actually divorced, but I imagine it was just kind of a shell of a marriage. Um, Because of the problems at home, it was said that he would tell stories about having a rich and perfect family. Um, He had an IQ of 147, and he attended Bonita Vista Middle School until his father enrolled him in the Bishop's School which is an independent day school in La Jolla neighborhood of San Diego in 1981. Um, And it is considered to be one of the top college preparatory schools in the county. And this is where he met lifelong friend Elizabeth Coach. By high school, he identified as gay. And in his adolescence, he was known to frequently change appearance to fit what he felt was most attractive at the time. It's said that he was a prolific liar, um, which I guess makes sense with, you know, the stories of his family. I can see that. And he began having affairs with wealthy older men. Ooh, he had some sugar daddies. He coined it. In 1987, he graduated high school and enrolled at the University of California, San Diego, where he majored in American history. In 1988, Modesto abandoned his family and fled to the Philippines to evade arrest for the embezzlement of $100,000. Could you imagine how much that would be like today? A lot. I haven't looked at it. I will take my time reading this next section. (laughs) He took almost all of the money the family had and sold the house out from under them. That's fucked up, dude. I was so mad. So not only did he abandon his family, he also fucked over his family. Great dad. 
Later that year, Andrew began frequenting gay bars or gay clubs and restaurants. Gay restaurants? Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. I really want to go to a gay restaurant now. Um, his deeply religious mother learned about his sexual orientation. And during an argument, he actually threw her against the wall hard enough to dislocate her shoulder. Well, as of 2017, it was worth 297475 and 73 cents. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So roughly three times the amount. Anyways. In 1989, he dropped out of college to settle in the Castro District of San Francisco with Elizabeth and her boyfriend, Phil Merrill. Uncoincidentally, that happened to be an epicenter of gay culture. (laughs) Yes. I can't with you. No, I can't with myself. Andrew continued forging connections with wealthy older men. Allegedly, he also began creating violent pornography and was, like, supposedly a gigolo around this time. Not too sure. Couldn't find too much about that. Had to make money somehow. Uh, Yeah. He frequented the Hillcrest and La Jolla neighborhoods of San Diego, as well as Scottsdale, Arizona, to live off of um, different wealthy people. So, you know, professional sugar baby. The way I said, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. It is believed that he was dealing drugs such Allegedly. as <laughs> opioids, cocaine, and marijuana. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> he also used several aliases such as Andrew De Silva, Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummings. <laughs> You know that was his porn name. (laughs) Drew Cunningham and Kurt Matthew Damaris. Just to name a few. It is also alleged that he first met Gianni Versace in October of 1990 in San Francisco while he was in town for costume fittings for Richard Strauss's opera Capriccio. (laughs) I first saw it and I was like, Capoeira? Shut the fuck up. In 1995, he told wealthy Norman Blanchard, there's no end, Blatchford, (laughs) Blackford, Blackford, is it? I think so. Okay, Blackford, that his name was Andrew De Silva and that he was the son of a pineapple plantation owner. (laughs) More like Pineapple Express plantation owner. Get the fuck out. (laughs) They moved in together and Norman bought him a car. And gave him access to his credit cards. Lucky bastard. I know. Why can't I find him, my Norman? <laughs> knowing my luck, it'd be Norman Bates. I was about to say, with my luck, I would get Norman Bates. <laughs> In 1996, Norman found out that Kunanen was not De Silva and tracked his spending and dumped his ass. So, a little bit back of background about that. Um, so... He supposedly had, like, a $2,500, like, allowance, and he started tracking him because he was going over that. I couldn't find it on, like, more than one source, but it kind of makes sense why he would just randomly start tracking him and figure out that, you know, he wasn't who he was saying. 
I'd be pretty mad too if what I thought. What are you buying every month that you can't stay under a twenty five hundred dollar limit? He would like throw extravagant parties and he would take his friends everywhere and it was very seldom a chance that he was not footing the bill for everyone. So that's what he was doing. Typical queen. Yes. In 1996, he met Andrew David Matson in a San Francisco bar. He was an architect from Minneapolis, and they gave, they began a long-distance relationship. But Matson ended the relationship in the spring of 96. He told his friends that he said something shady about Andrew. And Andrew, on the other hand, told his friends that David was the love of his life. Gay. It was around this time that Andrew's close friend, Jeffrey Trail, had said that Andrew was selling and using drugs again, especially methamphetamine. By April of 1997, it was widely known that Andrew was abusing painkillers and alcohol, quote, like there's no tomorrow. Later that month, he left for Minneapolis. He told his friends that he had to take care of some business matters with Jeffrey who, by the way, had distanced himself from Andrew. He's like, nah, bro. A week before his death, Jeffrey told his former roommate that he had a huge falling out with Andrew and that he, quote, made a lot of enemies this weekend. That he, quote, had to get out of there. Out of here. They're going to kill me. That's like, that's gotta be a terrifying thing, though, to just, like, have the feeling down to your core that you know you're gonna die. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Cunanan had reached his credit limit on both of his credit cards um, and asked for a credit extension just to afford his plane ticket to Minneapolis. When he arrived there the next day, he met up with Madsen and stayed at his loft apartment. On April 26th, Andrew was staying at Jeffrey's apartment while he was out of town with his boyfriend, John Hackett. He told Hackett that he needed to have a pretty important conversation with Andrew. But when Andrew returned to his apartment, but when he returned to his apartment, there was no sign of Andrew or his belongings. Jeffrey left to Madsen's apartment to see Andrew shortly after 9 p.m. Um, so the time of death for Jeffrey is like a little murky. Some say April 26th, some say April 27th. We'll get into that right now. Tit for tat. April 27th, 1997. Um, Andrew murdered 28-year-old Jeffrey Trail, as we just said. After an argument the close friends had at Jeffrey's apartment, Andrew stole his freaking gun. Um, Andrew... Uh, went back to Madsen's apartment and, you know, some time passed, whatever, and then he calls Trail and tells him, come get your gun, bitch. Uh, upon arrival, Andrew was, like, smashing him with his hammer to death. <laughs> I just That's kind of kind of sexual at first. He's like, yeah, he was smashing him with that hammer. I, know, I kind of imagine, like, Yzma from New- Emperor's New Groove where she opens the door, she's like, smash him with the hammer. <laughs> Anyways, by April 29th, um, his co-workers were already concerned about his absence and visited his apartment to check on him. He was discovered rolled in a rug behind the sofa. 
his watch had stopped at 9.55 p.m. So this is what led, led the authorities to believe that that is when he was killed, or at the very least, when the attack began. On my fifth birthday, April 28th, <laughs> a neighbor witnessed both Andrew and Matson in the elevator. On April 29th, they were seen walking Madison's dog. On May 2nd, they were seen together north of Minneapolis and Madison's Jeep eating lunch in a bar. Um, and by May 3rd, 33-year-old David Madison's body was found on the east shore of Rush Lake near Rush City, Minnesota. Did I say Rush City? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Rush, you did. Rush City, Minnesota. With the gunshot, with gunshot wounds to the head and back, from a .40 caliber Taurus PT100 semi-automatic pistol. Pistol. On May fourth, Star Wars Day. Yeah. Um, Cunanan drove to Chicago, Illinois, and killed 72-year-old Lee Miglin. He bound Miglin's hands and feet and wrapped his head with duct tape. <clears throat> then he stabbed Miglin more than 20 times with a screwdriver. And, you know, because that wasn't enough, he then slit his throat with a hacksaw. Oh, and stole his car. (laughs) (sighs) It's alleged that when they found his body, there was, like, gay porn, like, all around him. I saw that on, like, one website, and it was also in a TV show. Hmm. So, I don't know. Investigators found Madsen's Jeep near Lee's house, so they started monitoring the car phone's activity. It was used on May 4th in Union County, Pennsylvania, again on May 8th in Philadelphia, and then yet again on May 9th near Penns Grove and Carney's Point Township, New Jersey. Like this man is literally just leaving a trail of yeah. like evidence for No him. fucks given like, at, at all. all. Like just living his best life. On May 9th, Andrew shot 45-year-old cemetery caretaker (laughs) William Reese in the head. It's believed that he shot William simply to steal his pickup truck. And he drove said truck to Florida. What did he do in Florida? On May 12th, Andrew began staying at the Normandy Plaza Hotel in Miami Beach, Florida, where he paid a fucking mere $29 a night in cash. On June 12th, he was placed on the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitive list. And while they focused on trying to find the stolen truck, Andrew pretty much literally hid in plain sight. He even freaking used his actual name, to pawn something that he stole from Miglin on July 7th, despite knowing that they routinely uh, routinely review pawn shop records. And you know what? Now that I think about it... You're really scared. I'm sorry. <laughs> if they would have been more thorough, they could have fucking caught him. That was a full week before Gianni was murdered. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Anyways, on July 14th, Konanen checked out of the hotel without paying, and around 8.45 a.m. on July 15th, Andrew shot 50-year-old Gianni Versace in the back of the head and in the left cheek, the face, not the butt cheek. I was just about to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Versace was returning from a visit from a newsstand where he picks up magazines. 
and was shot on the front steps of his Miami Beach mansion, Casa Casarina. Gianni Versace was pronounced dead at Jackson Memorial Hospital at 9.21 a.m. They found William's stolen vehicle in a nearby parking garage with Andrew's clothes and clippings of newspaper reports about the murders he had just previously done. So he was, like, reminiscing about that shit. He was. He was finally, like, somebody, you know? On July 23rd, 1997, Andrew Cunanan's body was found in a luxury houseboat in Miami Beach. The caretaker reported to the police that she had heard a gunshot, or that they, I'm sorry, I don't know if it's a she, I don't assume genders, uh, the caretaker reported that they heard a gunshot, and indeed he was in fa- he was found with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. His cremated remains are in a mausoleum at Holy Cross Cemetery in San Diego, which means Fun a whale's facts. vagina. Does it really? No. Oh. Anchorman. Oh. San Diego. <laughs> it means a whale's vagina. So Versace's family has always denied that he and Cunanan ever met. Um, which I kind of like was wondering about that too. I was like, you know, he, he told such tales that like, did they even actually meet, you know? Like he said that he met him and that he had like a date with him and it was actually supposed to be like to the opera or whatever that the date was. But like, before we get into that, like, they thought originally that the motive was because he thought he had HIV and supposedly Gianni had HIV. Oh. And so because Gianni was, like, everything that he was supposed to be, like, an openly gay man who is, like, rich and loved and then has HIV, that that's why he killed him. But it's, like, when they did the autopsy, he didn't have HIV, so... I think he kind of kind of created this story in his head that may have snowballed like out of control. Maybe. I don't know. My biggest like what I honestly think happened is that he just kind of murdered everybody who rejected him. Minus the caretaker. Yeah. I would have a high body count if I did that. Fucking same. Nobody likes me. Anyways. Back to the fun facts. Fun fact, I like Relly. <laughs> <laughs> David Matson's family insisted that he was held hostage when the investigators treated him as a suspect in Jeffrey's murder, which is why when they were seen together, that was, like, so important. Yeah, because they were like, nope, he did it. If he didn't have anything to do with it, like, why would he be hanging out with him? But his family's like, no, she's a hostage. No. Miglin's family maintains that the killing was random, but former FBI agent Greg McCrary argues that it's unlikely that Cunanan would have bound and tortured Miglin without some kind of motive. Yeah. Like, he, he was the only one that was bound and tortured. Like, there had to be some reason. Yeah, and Miglin, and I believe his wife, too. No, I think his wife... I don't remember what his wife was, but Miglin was, like, this big-time, like, architect, and he was, like, very renowned. So I feel like his wife was just trying to save face, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Later examinations of his behavior indicated that he could have been suffering from antisocial personality disorder, which is characterized, characterized by a lack of remorse and empathy. But I don't, like, I could kind of see the lack of empathy and remorse, but I don't really think it's antisocial. He had no problem being social. Yeah. Um, it's also said that he spoke seven languages by the time he was 21, which I kind of find very impressive, to be honest. Yeah, I same. I can't even really learn to. <laughs> I'm barely good at English. Yeah, y'all heard my <laughs> Spanish. Um, so if you want to watch stuff about him, he is portrayed in the 1998 film The Versace Murder, the 2009 film Murder in Fashion, the 2013 film House of Versace, and the 2018 TV series The Assassination of Gianni Versace, which is still on Netflix if you want to watch that. If you want to watch that, but the uh, but the Versace family says to consider it a work of fiction because they had no help or permission from the family, and they said the same thing about the book that the show is based off of. So I I don't know if they said that about the prior films or really if they had any opinion about it. I couldn't find it. But what I thought was really interesting is that Penelope Cruz plays Donatella Versace, which is Gianni's sister. And she actually went to the real Donatella, but refuses to say what they talked about. Hmm. Right? Interesting. That was one of my seven languages, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, and also, he might, you know, you might be able to find him in some gay porn out there. Who knows? <laughs> Dude, if anybody <laughs> could find that, like, <laughs> it has to be somewhere. <laughs> well, I, for one, am not going to do that research. <laughs> um, so he's also been the subject of several true crime series episodes. Mugshot. <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? My mouth. <laughs> I like what your mouth do, boo. Shut up. <laughs> so mugshots on Court TV. Um, the episode was Andrew Cunanan, the Versace Killer. Very original title. Oh yeah. The next one is Six Degrees of Murder: The Body and the Rug. That sounds like a fucking book, and honestly, I would have read that book. Yeah. More about seven degrees of murder, but you know, six is it's all right. ABC's 2020 did a special on him, and then Investigation Discovery's Most Evil. Uh, he's featured in various episodes where Columbia University's forensic psychiatrist Michael Stone, Michael H. Stone, not right. to be confused don't with you, Michael Stone, don't you fucking forget that H, examines him. <coughs> so, um my cohort here said that there was some sort of tie to Lisa Kudrow. Yes. Ooh, extra fun fact. Um, so apparently he had gone to some party that Lisa Kudrow was at and almost like cornered her and was making her very uncomfortable. Um, not really sure what the conversation was about, obviously, but... Um, it said that she may have been on his hit list before he killed Versace. So she she escaped an ugly fate there. And what I find kind of interesting about that, though, is 
even though they say that the the Netflix show that we just told you about, uh, the assassination of Gianni Versace, they say that it's not true. That's kind of almost exactly how he started talking to Gianni. Yeah. Gianni was there with some guys. They were having some drinks and they were talking and he kind of just went up to him and just kept insisting on talking to him until Gianni kind of like shooed the other guys away. Listen to me. Pay attention to me. Look at me. I'm here. Pretty much. And used his Ital- his mother's Italian heritage as like a way to get a foot in as like something in common a with him. A meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see him going up saying like random Italian words and being like, hey. No. It's family. Connected. It's family guy style. A boopity boppity. <laughs> you gotta do the hand thing. Okay. We're not like racist against Italians no. or anything. Anyways, it's funny. Yeah. So, like, they say it's not true, but then it's kind of weird how that's, like... Yeah. I really doubt that they fucking took Lisa Kudrow's story and used it as their own. Yeah, you know? I don't I don't think that's a coincidence at all. But, yeah. So, there you have it. <laughs> With that, I shall say, stay creepy. And don't murder anyone. <laughs>